Hey, welcome to the Father's House. We are so glad that you are here on this awesome Mother's Day. Hello, moms. We are so pumped that you are joining us. If your mom is not joining us right now, why don't you comment her name in the chat box if you're on Facebook, share the stream, tag her. We want all the moms to enjoy Mother's Day at the Father's House today. My name is Josh. I could be one of the uh, pastors here on staff. And you are. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going. My, my name is Gary. I am one of the. I can't move on from that. I'm one of the. Also one of the pastors here. I'm so sorry, guys. This is great. Um, this is your first time doing this, it, so it yeah. is. So yeah. yes, it we're is. We're doing great. Mm-hmm. We're doing great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Why don't you tell us something good? Okay. Yes, yeah, something good. So a lot of you have been sharing. Oh. Thank God I've rebounded now. A lot of you have been sharing about great things happening in your life. We want to wish Lawrence Rollins a happy birthday, Lawrence. We 23. Hope He's 23 yesterday. Oh, happy yeah. birthday. He's growing up. We also want to wish Mabel and Orlando Crespo a happy anniversary, 28 years. If you know Mabel and Orlando, you know that they are just the sweetest couple. They run Art of Marriage here. They're always pouring into other couples. So uh, we want you to know that we celebrate you, we honor you, and we love you. That is awesome. And hey, if you, this is your first time joining us uh, at the Father's House, we want to hear from you. You can click the link to let us know that you are new. You can comment in the chat where you're watching from. We love seeing all the people all over the country and the world watching our services. It's been incredible to watch. So let us know. We'd love to connect with you and help you realize there's more ways to get involved, like small groups, Carrie. Carrie, can you give us, Carrie, if you don't know this, is our small groups pastor, and our community is so large. Can you give us an update on small groups? Yes. Tried saying that earlier. Got D. But yes, small groups is one of the ways that you can uh, get involved here at the church. And actually, it's been incredible since all this has been happening. We have people joining groups from other states, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, um, New Jersey. So it doesn't matter where you are geographically, you can be a part of this church family. And some of the ways that we are kind of reshifting and pivoting in this season for groups is we are uh, trying to say, okay, how can I make a difference in my community? So we've been really focused on sharing a lot of the online content to reach people because right now hope is so loud in the face of fear. And we're also really involved with our Life Center. So uh, for those of you who may not know, Life Center is uh, here in Rochester and we serve the community. So we have a donation center for food, which I'm sure you're going to talk about, but just a great way to rethink about how the church can be activated right where we are. Yeah, it's awesome. Our Life Center uh, is taking food drop-offs at our 692 uh, Paul Road. It's our prayer chapel from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. or 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. I believe it's 2 p.m. 2, 2 p.m., I'm sorry. 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., a Monday through Thursday, you can actually drop off food bags. We have an opportunity. It's really cool. We're feeding hundreds of families every single week uh, through our outreach center called the Life Center. It's our Life Center City Extension. Uh, it's a great place where we get to help our city uh, and those in need. So you can drop food off uh, in bags at that location, which is really cool. And it's awesome. Now, today's going to be an awesome day. It is Mother's Day. Uh, Pastor Marlies is going to be Woo-hoo! preaching today, and it's a phenomenal message. Uh, so make sure you hit share. We love talking about the power of the share. If you're watching on Facebook, you can actually hit the share button uh, and share right to your timeline. You can tag some friends uh, and they'll get the notifications and it makes our reach go so wide. Now, if you're watching on the, our church online platform, which we highly recommend, it's a great space to be able to connect with us as a church. There's a share button in the bottom left-hand corner. You can share it to all your social media channels and let the people know that on this Mother's Day, you are enjoying church right here at the Father's House. Now, Carrie, what can our youth experience throughout the week. Yes. Yeah, so uh, some of you may know uh, Leander. He is our youth pastor. They have incredible content happening. Uh, 
Every day of the week? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much every day of the week. You can go to TFH Youth. TFH.youth right on Instagram. Thank you. Uh, one of my favorite challenges, I mean, it's always like something super deep and something super hilarious all kind of thrown in there at once. But I love the Hot Wings Challenge. If you don't know what that is, you need to tune in to Instagram. You will find out. Awesome. And if you have kids in the house, you can get them their own device on our church online website. There's a link for them to experience church just for them. So make yourselves comfortable. We've got an awesome service plan. Get your notepad and pen out. The message is going to be incredible. Make sure you share it. We're so excited for church today. Happy Mother's Day.
church and happy Mother's Day. Uh, Right now, we just want to pause and celebrate some of the good things happening in your lives that you've shared with us. Huge shout out to Horatio. Horatio is in our kids ministry and has been waiting for the right school. And his mom, Amy, shared with us that that's finally happened. So Horatio, we are so excited for you, buddy. And we can't wait for you to attend your new school and make some new friends. It's going to be amazing. We also want to celebrate Krista McLean, who runs her own business and has been finally approved for a small business loan. Krista, we are so excited and we are celebrating with you. Lastly, we want to celebrate uh, Stephanie Franklin, who received a job promotion in the midst of all of this. Stephanie, we love you. And of course, we want to celebrate all of our mothers here on Mother's Day. We honor you. We celebrate you in the seen and the unseen. We also want to take some time to pray for the needs of our communities. Uh, We want to pray for those who are suffering with their physical health. Uh, Karen, uh, a member of our team, her mom was rushed to the hospital yesterday. We want to pray for healing. We want to pray for Marianne, who's experiencing blood clots, that they would dissolve in Jesus' name. And of course, for all of the mothers, we know that there are moms experiencing grief and loss. Moms like Wanda, whose son Ahmed was killed. We want to pray for moms who are uh, grieving miscarriages women who are desperately wanting to be mothers to biological children, mothers who are waiting for their adopted children, mothers who are fostering, and mothers who are just struggling today. We see you and we want to pray for you. Would you join me? God, we lift every single one of these needs up to you. Those mentioned and those unmentioned, God, you see all of them. We pray for healing in the name of Jesus physical healing, emotional healing. God, we thank you that you make a way. We pray, uh, Lord, for hope in hopeless places. We thank you that you are God, Emmanuel, that you evade the dark places within us and that you breathe life where we thought there was nothing left. You are the God of enduring faith. You are the God of sustaining hope. It doesn't make sense, but Lord, we know that you make a way to a peace that surpasses all understanding. So we lift our hands to you today in prayer in the midst of our circumstances. And we declare, we have the defiant hope and faith to say, Lord, you are good. We pray all these things in your name. Amen.
Mother's Day once again. Thanks for joining us. Thanks that we're all 
uh, together online. Distance can't separate us, and distance is not canceling church. We get to be together. Don't forget the power of the share. We got a great message coming up, and there's still time to just share this out with people so that they can be at church with all of us today. Listen, I want to welcome a couple people that are online right now, Jim Falwell, Laura, and Ryan. We got the Ebents, uh, Amanda, Eric Dean, Larissa watching together, the Hooks, Avis, Danielle, Joan, Tambak, Christina, Padillas, uh, Randolphs, Gail, Patty, Miss Patty, miss you, miss you, uh, Kim Hall, and Miss Dawn. So glad that you're here. A couple favorite usernames. First one, Butter. Welcome. We're so glad that you're here. And uh, two other usernames that I like, Angelic, very good, and Gator. I think somebody should do a, a username, Angelic Gator. I think that would be fantastic. Listen, I, I love that we get to be together. And uh, as a church, it is so special um, and so important that we honor all of the moms, the grandmas, the great aunts, the aunt, everybody who acts like a, I know that in my life, there's a lot of people who act like they're my mom, which can be frustrating sometimes, but I know I need it. And many of you are watching right now. So thanks for being in the tribe of mamas that uh, call me out, encourage me. Give me an attaboy. So grateful. Um, and I'm so grateful that we get to hear from um, our senior pastor, Marlies, coming up soon. It's an incredible message. And not just for the moms, uh, but what does it look like to be faithful? I'm so excited for this message. And listen, I would just want to celebrate for us as a church. Um, we, are, we are seizing the moment. We are leaning into this storm um, and, and looking and analyzing and seeing what are the needs in our community. And actually, it would be helpful if you let us know, what are you seeing? What are you seeing in your neighborhood? What are you seeing in your workplace, in your community? Uh, where could we show up as the church? Because church is not on pause. Uh, church just looks a little bit different, and we get to be the church in this moment. So let us know in the chat what's going on in your life. Where are the needs that you're seeing? Where are you seeing God show up? We want to celebrate with you as well. Uh, and I want to celebrate all of the, uh, those that give. And partner with God through the ministry of the Father's house that are spreading that good news of the gospel, that are showing up, that are feeding those who are hungry, that are bringing the encouragement and the hope uh, to those that are scattered or uh, that are frustrated or are distant in this storm. I want to thank you for your faithful and your generous giving that keeps the mission going. You and I, we get to build this God dream together. Listen, there's lots of different ways to give. All of them are secure. And what I want you to do is I want you to join me in prayer as we pray uh, for those that give, that we would be reminded that this is one way that we get to partner with God in his mission. And we're also going to pray for those that are under financial strain um, and uncertainty right now in this time, because we believe that God who is faithful is the one that will provide according to his riches in heaven. So we're going to pray, and then I want to give you an opportunity to give. Heavenly Father, thank you that we get to give. Thank you that we get to support the mission of Jesus through the ministry of the local church. Thanks that we get to be a part of this Father's house. I pray, Lord, that you would bless those who are about to give, that you would remind them of the very real, tangible ways that we get to spread the love of the gospel. And for those that are under strain right now, those that are under uncertainty, that are holding things tight, 
God, I pray for your provision, your release of finance over their lives, that you would not only provide for them, but above and beyond so that they may sow back into your kingdom through the church. We honor you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us be women who love. Let us be women who make room. Let us be women who open our arms and invite others into a trusted place. Let us be a sanctuary where God may dwell. Let us be a garden for tender souls. Let us open our doors to those in need. Let us be a table where others may feast on the goodness of God. Let us be a womb for life to grow. Let us choose to love a million times a day. Let us help others to see their worth. Let us be women who leap to do difficult things, the unexpected things, and the necessary things. Let us be women who know peace. Let us be women who breathe hope. Let us be women who create beauty. Let us fill the earth with fragrance of love. Let us use our words to shape new destinies. Let us be women who shine with the light of God in us. Let us be women who take courage and sing the song in our hearts. Let us be women who say yes to the beautiful, unique purpose seated in our souls. And let us be the woman who teach our children and those entrusted to our care to do the same. So dearest, mother, grandmother, spiritual mothers, surrogate moms, stepmother, foster mother, adoptive mother, those grieving their lost mamas, guardian, role model, soon-to-be mama, and those praying to be pregnant. You are thought of. No matter your situation, your loss, your choices, your struggles, complications, or pain, you are loved. You are beautiful. Continue to grow. Remember the purpose of life. And when your steps get heavy, or when you fall, get back up. Let us learn from your wisdom and strength because you matter. You are seen and you are celebrated. Happy Mother's Day. 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 Happy Mother's Day to all the women who love us, who fill our bellies, who fill our souls, fill our hearts, gather us around their tables, talk to us on the phone, FaceTime, those who encourage us, support our dreams. Women, you're amazing. I also want to just do a shout out to all the new mommies, um, those who are giving birth and who are pregnant during quarantine. 
What a time. But you know what? God's got you and you are called for this. We can do the hard things together, but know that we see you. We love you. We are praying for you and we cannot wait to meet um, the next generation appearing in this time. Hey, this is a time for us all to gather. So Everybody is welcome in this moment. Um, I want to uh, encourage you knowing that this is potentially a hard day for many, and we are mindful of that. In fact, uh, that traveling poem, wasn't it fun to just see the faces of all the mothers and women in our church, was just reminding us how heavy and weighted this day can be for so many. In fact, between the two services, I was texting with my friend who just less than two months ago uh, lost her 24-year-old daughter. She passed away. And she says, the being noticed, being loved, and just receiving a text or a shout out makes all the difference today. So know that we love you and you are thought of. Hey, I get to speak today. And so I'm excited to make up crazy titles. And my message today is called Faith Figs and eyes to see figs, as in the figs you eat. Now, around Mother's Day, I'm always reminded about my own mom, uh, who unfortunately passed away really suddenly in 2002. She was only 67 years old. But this was her. She was my greatest cheerleader. She um, prayed for me. She encouraged me. My mama was fierce. And when I was 18 years old, I was that daughter. Yes, I ran away from home. I was a prodigal daughter. And so obviously back then there were no cell phones, so she couldn't track me, trace me. She couldn't call me. But she did this one thing. She wrote to me in a journal that she gave to me as a gift many years later. And still when I look through this journal, I'm amazed that this journal never reflects words of anger, frustration, or disappointment but it reflects words of beauty. She describes things that she believed to be true about me. Now, my dad used to love saying this, that my mom would walk out onto the balcony at night and she would scream into the dark night, Marlies, come home in the name of Jesus. Uh, my dad was mortified, but even more so, the neighbors thought my mom was crazy. But I believe my mom had a perspective she had spiritual eyes to see a promise that many others couldn't. And so I believe that by faith, my mom saw who I could be. And by faith, my mom and her prayers called me back to the heart of God. Maybe you're saying, what does that look like? What is faith even? Well, Hebrews 11 verse 1 says this so clearly. It says, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Another translation says it so beautifully. It says, faith brings hope into reality. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Isn't that incredible? Do you know what? There is a whole chapter in the Bible devoted to people just like my mom, faith heroes. And if you go and read in Hebrews 11, it talks about Tons of people who by faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, 
obtained promises and even stopped the mouths of lions. And I would love if I had time to take you through how the Bible calls them out by name. But if you have a moment this week, I encourage you to go and read it. It talks about by faith, Noah, when warned about things he did not see, built an ark and saved his family. It talks about by faith, Abraham trusted and moved to a foreign land where he received the greatest inheritance. It talks about Sarah and how by faith, even when she was way past her childbearing years, was able to conceive and give birth to a son. Isn't that amazing? And the crazy thing, like these people were ordinary people, just like you, just like me, just like my mom. Their faith wasn't rooted in circumstances. Their perspective and the promise was bigger than anything that they could receive on earth. So maybe you ask, what is it about them? What is it about their perspective? How were they able to look at life through a different lens? Now, the word perspectives, wow, it's an interesting phrase, right? In fact, I think by interesting, it actually is kind of fickle because many of us as humans, our experiences and is what shapes our perspective. You've probably all heard about the analogy, a glass half full, a glass half empty. Same person looks at the glass and has a different perspective. Seeing with God's perspective, though, I believe will be an ongoing challenge for each of us, the side of eternity. The Bible actually says that right now we see him as if we are staring at him through a dark, blurry mirror. That's kind of that's kind of sad, right? But one day we will see him in full. But as long as we are the side of heaven, the apostle Paul says, he prays that our eyes will be focused and clear so that we can see all that God is calling us to. Now, I didn't always wear glasses, but somewhere about it, and they are very dirty, Pierre cleans them for me every day. But somewhere about a year ago, I realized, gosh, I couldn't see anymore. I could not read anything in front of me. In fact, you know that um, some of you might be giggling alongside me. Did you ever experience that? Um, maybe this side of, let's say, 40, <laughs> where you take your cell phone and you have to pull it right back because you can't see what you're reading and you nearly knock your spouse off the bed if both of you are watching Netflix of in, at night. Well, that is where I found myself. And so I got these glasses, but I keep saying to Pierre, everything, gosh, everything seems so blurry. Till I realized that after I eat a bag of potato chips, I'm a passionate potato chip eater. Like my glasses were smudged, just like that scripture. And actually, it has nothing to do with what I was looking at. It was the fact that my lenses were dirty. So here are three things that I want to just briefly mention. Lenses that I am discovering and learning about, about my own faith. And if you have your, um, your phone or notes or you're in the chat box, hey, I encourage you to just have some conversation about this as we unpack these three lenses. The first lens that I believe I am starting to understand is that faith isn't blind 
guys, faith isn't blind. A blind leap into the dark really isn't faith. We may be tempted to think that faith is just agreeing with facts like, yeah, God is good. Jesus died for my sin. But faith at its very root and substance is confidence in the person of who God is. It's trusting that who he is and what he says is true. So much so that we build our entire lives around it. We have faith not in our circumstances, right? But in the knowledge of God's nature and character. Okay, you ready for the second one? This is it. Faith isn't denial. That's a tough one. There is no virtue in denial. In fact, there's nothing holy about denying the obvious in the name of faith. Let me explain. If my sisters are watching, I know they're going to have a good giggle at this one. But I have two sets of grandparents. Obviously, they're in heaven now. But they were, all four of them, were Pentecostal pastors. Yeah. And I love them because the beautiful heritage they've given me is so magnificent. But there are some parts of uh, their lenses that we kind of giggle about because at times they would truly believe that admitting something or seeing something that is obvious would be denying their faith. And so I had an aunt who literally would say when it was pouring with rain, oh no, it's not raining. And so isn't that amazing how we feel that conflict sometimes? But this is what I know about faith. It doesn't always take you out of the storm, but it will calm you in the storm. I know that faith doesn't always take you out of a situation, but it enables you to walk through the situation. That's why David could say in the Psalms, I walk through the valley of death. I walk through the valley. The last one is that it doesn't always take away the pain. And I am so mindful of that, um, especially when we see those we love going through a hard time. It doesn't always take away the pain, but it enables us to endure the pain, to have a different perspective. Okay, so first lens, faith isn't blind. Second lens, faith isn't denial. Third lens, you ready for this one? This is my favorite one. Faith isn't based on feelings. I wanted to sing this in the first service. Do you guys know that song, Feelings? Barbara Streisand, any takers? Nothing more than feelings. <laughs> feelings. I'm a feeler. I feel strong. I feel feelings intensely. And feelings and emotions really are part of our humanity. In fact, they are God-created aspects of who we are. They enable us to connect with others. They enable us to connect with God even. I think if we deny feelings and we deny emotions, we often lose a beautiful opportunity to connect with God. Here's the point though. If we are not careful about our feelings or our perspectives, like we can be driven by what we experience and not necessarily by what is true, what is godly, what is faith. So while we learn and grow from our emotions, like emotions helps us to become self-aware to how we made, 
Faith extends what we experience beyond our senses. It is it transcends our feelings. And faith will call us to believe even when we don't see. So there's the story about faith in the Bible. These four words, what do you see? Can you just write that, type that, say it out loud? What do you see? Because there's a story in the Bible where God asked somebody those four words. What do you see? Now, I want to drop you into the story. It's an incredible story. It's in the book of Jeremiah. It's about 600 to 700 years before Christ. It's a traumatic time for Israel, the nation of God, the people of God, because they are being crushed by their enemy, the Assyrians. In fact, 10 tribes of Israel were taken into exile, and only the kingdom of Judah was left. And this is where we find Jeremiah. Jeremiah was actually quite a feeler, by the way, because the Bible talks about him as the weeping prophet, the crying prophet. But here's Jeremiah in the middle of all of this, in the middle of being conquered, in, a, in the middle of the temple being destroyed, in the middle of everything he loves and the people that he loves being displaced. He is hearing from God in the middle of adversity. Let me read to you from the story. Uh, Jeremiah 24, 1 verse 2. I might paraphrase a bit. But it says, the day came when King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon took the king of Judah into exile, along with the princes of Judah, the artisans, the skilled laborers from Jerusalem. And sometime after they arrived in Babylon, the eternal God showed Jeremiah, who is me, a, a vision. That's what the scripture says. And Jeremiah says, I looked and I saw two baskets. I saw good figs. One basket was filled with very good figs, freshly ripened, while the other was filled with bad figs, too rotten to eat. Now, I've gathered that the prevailing thought at this time is that those who were not displaced, those who were not sent into exile, they'd kind of avoided and escaped God's judgment. They probably felt like they were the special ones. Almost like when your mom says you her favorite, but behind your back, she tells everybody that everybody else is her favorite. But you think, um, you think this, but let me tell you, the short, their short-sighted perspective was healed by Jeremiah hearing from God. God asks Jeremiah back in the scripture in verse 3, these very important four words. He says, Jeremiah, what do you see? And Jeremiah responds in verse 3, figs, both good and bad. The good ones are very good, but the bad ones are so rotten that they cannot be eaten. And then this is the most beautiful thing that happens because God responds to Jeremiah in verse 5. And he says, these good figs are like those who have been taken into exile. Listen to this. And even though they're in captivity, I will watch over them. I will look out for their good. And one day... I will bring them home. Then I will rebuild them and not tear them down. I will plant them anew and not uproot them. 
I will give them a new intense desire to know me because I am the eternal God. I love how he says they will be my people. Wow. What a crazy story. Like, have you ever read that story in the Bible? Jeremiah must have thought, I'm sorry, God. Like, are you really saying that those who are displaced, those who are in exile, those who have been taken captive are the good figs? Just look at yourself and say, I'm a good fig. Seriously? Like, really, God, talk about a different perspective. Like, this almost reminds me a little bit of my mom's perspective of faith. It reminds me a little bit of the faith heroes we spoke about and their perspective. And it reminds me how limited my perspective can be. So let me ask you today, are you feeling discouraged today? Do you feel that perhaps that which you love and maybe that which you've worked for, um, worked for hard in this season is being displaced. Maybe you feel that God is distant. Maybe you feel He doesn't care, um, that you are not seen. You know, maybe you are facing a giant. Maybe you are facing a giant of infertility or betrayal. Maybe it's grief. Maybe it's loss. Maybe you are listening today and you're thinking, God, where were you when there was harm caused to my life? And I want to I drop you back into the story with Jeremiah. Um, God was showing Jeremiah four things. And these, I believe, are four promises that if you could make them personal today, I know that it will encourage you. So if you write them down, we'll go through them real quick. I want to read that portion of Scripture one more time, the words of God. And this time, I want you to personalize it. Like God speaking to you, not to those who were captive back 600 years before Jesus, but Him speaking those words over you today. Jeremiah 24 verse 6. God says, and even though they are in captivity, I will watch over them. I will look out for their good. And one day, I will bring them home. Then I will rebuild them and not tear them down. I will plant them anew and not uproot them. I will give them a new intense desire to know me because I am the eternal one. They will be my people and I will be their God because they will return to me completely. So are you ready? Yes, promise number one. God is promising us safety. He says, even though they are in captivity, I will watch over them. Just like Psalm 91 that says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Here's the second promise. Redemption. Redemption. God never wastes any pain. He said He will look out for their good. God today is looking out for your good. 
He said, I will bring them home and I will build them up. I will not tear them down. And Romans 8.28 says, God causes everything, even when we don't feel it, even when our perspective doesn't see it, He will cause everything to work together for the good of those who love Him. So number one, safety. Second promise, redemption. Are you ready for the third promise? Growth. Growth. He says, I will plant them anew. Just the promise that God in some way is going to grow you. Your roots are actually growing deeper and deeper and deeper. And sometimes you don't see the growth. Sometimes you don't see the fruit. But if you know Him and you have eyes to see, He might be growing your roots, not growing your fruits. But here's the wonderful part. Roots are what sustains you in the storm, not fruits. Psalm 1 verse 3 says, The woman or man who trusts in God, they will be planted, a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in season. Here's the fourth promise. And I love this. Identity. And if you are, maybe, um, you know, this is your first time with um, us here online, but those who are part of our sisterhood, um, just a bunch of girls who do small groups and just love Jesus together, we often say this, we are daughters before we are sisters. Daughtership, being a son, being a daughter of God. And God says to Jeremiah, He says, I will give them a new intense desire for me because I'm the eternal one. They will be my people and I will be their God because they will return to me completely. Our identities are not found in who we are. They are found in whose we are. And here's the deal. Our identities are often built in the tough seasons. So four promises. Growth, redemption, safety, identity. And in closing, I love telling the story. I know you know it. But in 1980, I think it was in the 80s, they did this experiment in the desert called the biodome. And they wanted to create the perfect living environment for humans and animals, and plants. And so they created artificial light, filtered light. They created the perfect condition for, um, for trees, for plants, for fruit, for vegetables, purified air. And they said that people lived in the biodome for quite some time. And it was wonderful because everything seemed so wonderful. Wonderful and wonderful. <laughs> but there was one exception, the trees. They said the trees toppled over. The scientists were baffled. They could not understand why the trees wouldn't shoot roots until they finally discovered they had never accounted for wind. There was no wind in the biodome. 
And you know what I want to say today? Just like trees need wind, this scripture in James 1 verse 2, 3, 4 talks about what we need. In fact, it says, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it, let it do its work in you so that you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. This is what I know, that Jesus paid the full price for us to be called sons and daughters of God. Like God has no favorites. There's nothing today that you could do to love Him more or to earn His grace. In fact, all you need to do is just understand that knowing Him is a free gift. So today, if you are feeling that way, I encourage you just even in the next few minutes to open up your heart to this beautiful love of the Father. And if you want prayer, I know that you can just click a button in the chat room. Let us know. We'll be praying for you. But I want to remind you that God has a plan for your life. He has a plan for safety, redemption, growth, and identity. And maybe that plan is being incubated in a broken world right now. And sometimes, yeah, bad things happen to good people. But our God, God is a covenant God. He doesn't have issues with commitment. And He will use every situation to draw us close to Him. Like we cannot ever lose with God. So before I pray for us and we listen to an incredible song recorded by the very own mothers and people in our church community, can you just tell somebody you're a good fig? Like you're a good fig. Make sure you tell somebody in the chat box if you're alone. If you're sitting in a living room, just kind of punch the person next to you and say, you're a good fig. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your love that pursues us. We thank you that even in times when we don't see you working, you are working all things for good. Father, I thank you that you give us eyes to see. I thank you that you make a way in the desert. I thank you that you are able to do more than we can imagine or think or ask for. So, Lord, I ask under the sound of just my voice in this moment, every household, every mom, every individual, every person who might feel distant from you, those who feel stuck in their faith, would you give them your gift, your presence, your Holy Spirit, your presence to just take that one small step right in the right direction. We thank you on this day, the significant day, Mother's Day, 
that you redeem places, that you redeem hearts, that you redeem stories. And we thank you for laughter in our homes and in our houses and in our hospital rooms and in our cities and in our nation and in our world. In Jesus' name, amen. better day than today to tell you that I love you. Dear mom, first let me say that I love you so much. Dear mom, on this day I wanted to tell you this. You and your cooking meals are so good. After mama, happy Mother's Day. I hope that is spoiling you today. I know I don't tell you this often, but I'm so thankful to have you as my mother. As I write this letter, send my love to you. You always tell us the best bedtime stories. You make us smile when we are feeling down. Happy birthday, love you now, bye! It's my mom's birthday. You're the best mom in the world. I want to thank you for fighting for our togetherness, even when it feels like we're far apart. Because of you, I understand how hard work pays off and how being my best can mean many things. When you play sports out on the field, you have fun and that makes me smile. Mom, because of you, I have the courage to be independent. I just want to say thank you for every late night conversation that I can have with mom. Now that I'm 16 hours of a flight away from mom, that you are still open anytime. Anytime for a chat, and I want to say thank you for that. As I write this letter, oh, send my love to you. Remember that I'll always be in love with you. I love you all the miles to the moon. You have taught me to be kind, but tough, and I am grateful. You've seen us through some hard things, yet still managed to hold a smile. I wish you the happiest of Mother's Days. I love you, Mom. Dear Mom, I love you so much. Happy Mother's Day, I love you. Happy Mother's Day, I love you. P.S. I love you. What an incredible service and an incredible message. Love you, Mom. Um, 
love that I get to be your son. You're the best mom ever. Um, all the parents who are tuning in, if you're looking for an afternoon activity or maybe a gift um, for mom, you can go to tfhny.link slash mom. Um, we've made some custom coloring sheets for you. Such a fun gift for moms. Um, and for all the women, the ladies who are tuning in, we've got a sisterhood gathering that meets on Zoom every Thursday. Um, a link is going to come up. Text sisterhood to 313131. Um, we would love to have you there. I get to hear it from the house as my mom's on it, and it sounds like they're having lots of fun every Thursday. You don't want to miss it. And then lastly, uh, we're going to get ready for Behind the Message, so don't go anywhere. Uh, you can text any questions you have about the service, about the message. Um, if you want to have a conversation with us, as Carrie and Josh are going to be joining with us, with me in just a little bit here in the set. So grab yourself a coffee or something to snack on. We'll be back in one minute for Behind the Message. Here we are behind the message. Um, excited to have a conversation with you, Carrie. Her first day in the behind the message segment. It's going to be fun, but we need your help for this to be a fun conversation. So, text in your questions to five eight five five zero two eight. Wow, it really is hard to read. Eight nine eight one. I don't know why I really struggle with those last four digits. Um, that's going to come to a Google Voice. We'd love to answer your questions, but as we're getting ready and people are kind of catching in, coming back with their snacks and drinks. I'm really committed to that because that's what I want right now. Um, why don't you tell us one thing? If you were a part of that beautiful music video, what would your letter have said to mom, your P.S. I love you letter? Tell us about Joanne. Oof. Joanne, uh, uh, my mom is always the life of the party. I appreciate that about her. Uh, I get that from her myself. Uh, her motto is um, just be nice. She always tells people, just be nice. Just choose kindness. Uh, and I think that's a great perspective to have. It's helped me in life. So thanks, Mom. Love you. And you, Carrie. This is a tough question. I feel like I would say, Mom, thank you for your patience. Uh, my mom is a very patient, gentle woman. And 
I don't like as a kid, I was not that <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, so that's what I would say. That's great. This is a, actually a great question, but as I was thinking of it, it's a hard answer to try and think of. What is your earliest memory of your mom? Earliest memory. I know. I always feel like I can always go earlier, so I think of a memory and I'm like, no, nah, there's yeah, no, who I you're definitely asking. can go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Carrie, do some of your breathings and it'll all come back for context. Carrie, can you give context oh, to yeah. my statement? Oh, yeah. I just struggle with memory in general. So last service, we were talking about how, Dr. Rob, if you're watching, you're helping me learn that different breathing techniques help. What? No, continue no, he's, with the, he's, I'm, he's I'm preparing his answer. I'm trying to we'll, think. We'll, we'll have this conversation. Oh, okay, great, great. So that that was the context to um. So to we're going to breathe. Josh, are you breathing? Armpit breath. Yep. Breathe through armpit. your... Into armpit. the your armpit. Yeah. Start at the what? The hip? Start at your hip, I then to your my, ribs. I start at my toes. Ooh, <laughs> then full body breath. <laughs> trying to get back to infant, Dr. Robbie Proud. So, earliest memory. Probably like the first apartment that we lived in, like just like random, like it's kind of okay, a earliest like core memory, not like we existed yeah. in an apartment. Like <laughs> uh, <laughs> earliest core memory. That's a very hard question. I don't think I have. A, I don't think I have a, a earliest memory. Okay, then early. I'm An not early asking memory. for like the super. Sup- um, some of my some of my like favorite memories are probably Christmas time with my mom um, and my family, really. But yeah, this is a bad at this question. Yeah, you're not. This is a bad. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry, mom. Okay, so um, I'm gonna pick. Uh, there was a time where my mom, my sister, and I lived on this logging farm, and we. I know <laughs> Josh's face, but. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that either. But this is this is the best though. So we lived in this apartment, and um, obviously they would log the forest, and they would always find these baby squirrels. So they built a baby squirrel sanctuary, and my mom would always take us down there to play with them. You played with wild squirrels? Yeah. So what actually happens when you do this breathing through your armpit exercise? You actually start to recall weird dreams you had as a child. And they become your reality. If you're watching, (laughs) validate me. We did this, and it was so fun. Wow. So my earliest memory is 150 years ago. (laughs) I didn't even know that it's called log farming. I don't know if that's what it's called, but that's what it was. And I do just want to say that the reason I selected this memory is because she would just allow us to have fun and be imaginative and be kids. So the squirrels were fake or real? Very real. Is this one of those memories you have as a child that is actually just a story that was made up that you've heard so many times that you, so like your mom's like, we're on a logging farm now, Carrie. No, it is real. It this is, is real. amazing. Cool. Josh, actually, Lynn. when we went hiking, we were right down the road from it. <laughs> you could have seen the squirrels. <laughs> he is so sad now. I could have lived the memory. You could have played with the baby squirrels. So what does Mother's Day celebration look like today, even though... We were just talking earlier between services, and we're like, oh, let's go do something. Like, well, it's way too cold, so I think we're just going to watch a movie and nap. So what does it look like for you? We are getting (laughs) – I really messed this up last service. So we're going to try to nail it, all right? Uh, So one of my wife's favorite things is um, Simply Crepes dessert. And Simply Crepes is doing a Mother's Day menu today. And so I ordered Simply Crepes for Esther. 
Uh, did I say my mother or did I say my wife? Because I think I messed it up again. If not, it is messed up. Esther's favorite thing. The mother thing, of your children. Oh, you man, it's that. so difficult. Yeah, the mother yes. of my children. Her favorite thing, one of her favorite things, is Simply Crepes. Uh, they got the Nutella and strawberry crepe. They just so happen to be having that for order takeout, so I'm going to pick that up, and we're going to build dessert crepes as a family. Game changer. And I am cooking steak. <laughs> Great question that just came in. Um, how should a woman who doesn't have a child exercise her desire to be maternal or be a mother? I am so excited to answer this um, because I'm not a mom, uh, but I, when I think about Mother's Day, I think about motherhood, the spirit of mothers, this maternal instinct to, uh, to bring care and love and support and flourishing. And I used to work in foster care and adoption, and I am really grateful for that experience because I got to see so many expressions of motherhood. And I think that if you are someone who doesn't have biological children, there's so many ways um, to express that, to celebrate the women in your life, but also just be affirmed in in who you are as a woman, um, mentoring, friendship. Uh, oh my gosh, I could go on and on. I think it's actually this broad, beautiful um, way that we all get to be mothers to those around us. Yeah. I mean, I'm so thankful for all the church moms that have raised me um, from the time I was two years to running around the church as a kid. And it was my playground. I mean, I can't even begin to list because there are 20, 30, 40 church moms who have helped raise me and I'm thankful for them. Um, And that's just an example of how non um, what's what I'm looking for related Moms have been my mom. That's what I was looking for. So what does Mother's Day celebration look like for you today? So um, yesterday we celebrated my stepmom, which was super fun. Uh, we, If you are from the Rochester area, Jackson's Bakery is this local bakery. They made a floral bouquet out of uh, cupcakes. So we dropped that off um, and some flowers. And then later today, I'm going back to my hometown to socially distance, celebrate my mom and my grandmother. And yeah, that's about it. That's great. Josh, do you have any questions? No, I don't think that I do. Last have any time questions. you wanted to be a question guy, so I thought I'd I, give you well, a chance. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily have any so questions. So the fact that you don't have a question, I'll give you what you can do. Uh, sing us. Let's see where this is going. This was this was all part of my plan. Yep. I was really yeah. hoping you wouldn't have a question. All Sing right. us. What was the song? Feelings. Barbara Streisand, Bar- your favorite. I, so you okay, said first of all, you Barbara, said she was your favorite. Don't lie. No, I was lying then because I don't know the song. Uh, uh, everybody's tuning out now. Uh, Everyone's tuning in. You're just tuning out with your voice. This is your moment. Yeah. Sing us a song. I don't have a good song to sing. Okay, guys, for the record, uh, my mother was fantastic. She did not give me the ability to sing. So that wasn't a good answer. I'm still looking for a song. I can't sing a song. We're not going guys. anywhere. You know what, though? Fun fact about my time at the Father's House. Uh, my second weekend at the church, Carrie Schmidt was on the worship team. Fun fact about Carrie, she can sing. Fun fact about me, I cannot. Wait, I have a fun fact. Yeah. My first, second week on staff, we were all in a big board meet, or in the boardroom, all the staff, and someone told me, I don't even remember, Luke, I don't know if you remember this, who it was, I can't remember, but someone said, oh, when it's your first, uh, when you're new here on staff, you have to sing a song. 
And I was mortified. I didn't, I, I was trying to figure out, is this real? Is it not? And everyone looked so serious. It was Chris, Chris Falwell. It was you, if you're watching. And I was like, well, what, what kind of a song, like, is it a prescribed? So I sang, you are my sunshine. It was horrible. Fully choreographed. Was there dance moves? No moves. I didn't know anybody really on staff at that time. So I was just like, you know, totally new singing, you are my sunshine. Wow. wow. It was a treat. So as we're wrapping up here. Oh, the question. Ooh, what's the weirdest advice your mom gave you that you love? We were going to wrap up, but I love that question. The camera's on me, which makes me feel like I need an answer. We're both looking at you. I, I'll just highlight a few things here. Yeah. Give you about 30 yeah, seconds definitely. to think. Mm-hmm. Um, Text me, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, Michelle uh, is still wanting to hear you sing Feelings, but keep thinking because you need to answer soon. Wait, I have one. Oh, perfect. So my mom... Um, when I was in college, I would call her so, so much because my mom is just, she knows everything or maybe she doesn't, but she portrays that she does. And I think that she does. So she, uh, I would call her about how to cook meat, very insecure about meat. And of course I'd never pre-planned. So I'd be like, mom, how do I defrost a chicken? My mom taught me that if you just put bagged meat in squirrel meat, squirrel meat, (laughs) all I could think about. I, I have gone squirrel hunting before. Oh my gosh, Carrie. With my dad. Uh, in water, it will thaw very quickly. Beautiful. Thank you, Mom. Josh. Great. Weird advice. Oh, weird advice. Uh, I wish I had a good answer for this question. Um, weird advice my mom gave me. Also about squirrel meat. <laughs> Probably about <laughs> squirrels. <laughs> Uh, well, here's something my mom does is um, planning vacations. My mom with oh, vacation yes. planning. Um, she had, so we did a Disney trip or two growing up, I think two uh, growing up. And my mom didn't want us to waste any ounce of time. So what she did is she printed out an itinerary for Disney. And we had a laminated schedule of events for Disney World. That and sounds incredible and like exhausting. Restrooms, like things. Wow. Yeah. It was, All right. It was, so it was great, though. As we we're wrapping everything. up, wait, yeah. I have a question. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. What's the best advice? Or maybe not best. What's in like the top five that your mom had ever given you? I like being the question because I'm really bad at answers. Yeah. The answers are tough. Come tonight, back. To, uh, you today. answered tonight. Yep. You did give your mom's advice earlier. Which, which is, is just be nice. Be nice, which yeah, is great which is advice. great advice. Use wisdom is another thing that I was told all the time growing up. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, a, like, catchphrases of my mom. When my mom turned 50, she wrote this, like, small little book of 50, 50 like, lessons that she's learned in 50 years, which is pretty great. Carrie, what about you? What was your answer to that? You asked the question. I wasn't thinking about it. Okay. I will think of an answer right after I... Oh. I thought of something. Praise God. So this came from my stepmom. She said, uh, you treat people how to treat you. And that was revolutionary for me. So thank you, Patty. I'm still struggling. I think my mom draws lots of pictures. Lots of pictures and diagrams. That's how she thinks. But like in really creative ways. So she has this one exercise that she did with the staff 
but like did with us as a kid and she would kind of draw all the the pieces of us as humans in terms of thoughts emotions knowledge wisdom and then we would kind of like rate ourselves and how we're doing and managing those and then you like connect them and then based on that she'd call it our wheel and if your wheel is kind of round and well shaped then you can move but if you're not processing your thinking well then all of a sudden your wheel looks like a square and it actually reflects how you feel like you're doing in terms of moving in life which has always been really great so in closing starting a petition to get josh to sing so if you want josh to sing text 585-502-8981 did i root right yes but you've got to say like josh sing and then a song that he should sing by next sunday we'll have it fully tracked of him singing i'm committing to it right now josh this is you committing to it too okay um, last, uh, as it's Mother's Day, we want um, to take advantage of the coloring sheets that have been created. Um, so one more time, it's at tfhny.link slash mom. Um, some fun TFH coloring sheets that you can do as an evening, afternoon activity, uh, after lunch. And then I feel like I had one more thing that I was going to share, um, but it completely, wow, people are loving the squirrels. I, it doesn't get better than that. Squirrels, uh, we will see you again for Wednesday Night Live. I'm um, in the next week here as well with Josh singing. See you later, church. See you.